Hi friends, welcome to The Unlikely Pastor Wife. I am Allison Moore, your host, and today I have a very awesome treat for you. I have my husband, Ryan Moore, my husband of 22 years here. We are going to talk about what it's like to live with somebody and be married to somebody who's the complete opposite of you and how we have made it work for 22 years. So let's go. Okay, I have a... (laughs) I have a very special guest. <laughs> we start over. No, we're not Cancel. starting over. No, this is a one take thing, Ryan. Okay. Um, today I have my husband, Ryan Moore. Um, we're sitting on the floor of our closet doing this. Oh, and I'm getting lots of dings on my computer. Isn't that great? Um, anyways, okay, so we've already had some challenges starting this, haven't we? Because Brian says he's squished because we're sitting on the floor of our closet. Would you, would you like to say something about being squished? No, I mean, first off, I just want to say it's great to be a guest on the <laughs> podcast. I've heard a lot of great things about it. And uh, this should be interesting. As I was asked to come into a closet and sit on the floor, and when I asked where, Allison said right here, and it was within a, like a one-foot radius of where I was supposed to put my entire body, and I didn't understand how this was supposed to work, where she had about 20 feet next to her, but apparently she couldn't scoot over okay. at all. So here we are. We I just scooted over. Okay, it's great. You it's look fun. uncomfortable. I am I love sitting on the floor in the closet on a ceramic tile floor. Why we couldn't get chairs, I have no idea, but this is wonderful. Because this is just my setup, okay? Just yeah, go with it. Okay, a minute and 30 seconds that we haven't talked about anything yet, okay? Okay. So, all right. Today we are going to talk about what it's like being married to somebody who is the exact opposite of you. I named it Opposites Attract, okay? So we're going to start with telling our story quickly because we don't want this to be an hour-long podcast. No one wants to listen to us jabber for an hour, so. You might want to listen to me. (laughs) Whatever. Probably more than me. You're right. Okay, um... You want to talk about our story quickly, how we met? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, we met at, in Bible College, at Central Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, which is now Evangel University. I was a sophomore. Allison was a freshman and just kind of got to know each other while we were in school. And then one thing led to another, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. No, why don't you tell him when you first saw me? Oh, you love, you love it when I tell that story. <laughs> I do love it. All right, so I think it was on Friday night, Saturday night, or something like that. There was a church not too far from where we went to school that had this college service that it was basically a place where guys, for the most part, would go and just try to, like, check out girls and, you know, it was was kind of that sort of thing. So I went there with my friend my sophomore year, and I think school had, had kind of just started, so this is one of the first services they had. And I look over during the worship portion of this church service, and I see this beautiful lady with blonde hair. Lady? Girl, woman, (laughs) female. I don't know what you want me to say. (laughs) With blonde hair, worshiping God. And I was like, man, that is is quite the woman right there. (laughs) Super passionate. And I look over at my buddy, and I say, you see that girl uh, there? And he's like, yeah. I said, "Uh, that's the girl that I'm going to marry someday. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh. Okay. And I had no idea where she went to school, hoping that that Allison did go to my school. And then it's probably, I don't know, a week later or so, maybe not that much. We were running with our basketball team and 
So we would run like a mile down the street to a gas station and then and then run back. And then as we're running back, I see Allison sitting on the stairs of her dorm room. And I thought, oh, my goodness, she actually goes to school here. This is pretty cool. Yep. And then you asked my friend for my number. Yep. And then about 20 minutes later, she no, walked up to me and said, so I heard you asked for my number. Are you going to call me or what? <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah first of all it wasn't 20 minutes later okay, it was days 30. okay no it was at least a day or two <laughs> maybe the next day okay the next day you don't i, I okay so it, i i went have been 12 hours later i don't know okay, what it was okay well i mean you asked for somebody's phone number you gotta i don't know you gotta make it happen so yeah my friend told me ryan moore asked for your number and i said who's that <laughs> And she's like, oh, the blonde basketball player. I was like, oh, yeah, he's kind of cute. So then I saw him outside of one of the buildings on our college campus, and I walked up to him and was like, so I heard you ask for my number. What are you going to call me? I was a little forward. I probably still am in many ways. So, And then we dated, broke up a lot, dated, broke up, dated, broke up. That's a story for another day. And then Ryan proposed. We got married in 2001. Um, So we've been married how many Years now? 20... We've been married almost 22 years. Yes. It'll be 22 years in June. Yeah. June 9th. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, you're the one asking, how long have we been married? I don't even know. I'm bad at math. I already told you that. And okay. you guys know I am because the, the first podcast, I said I was 41. And Ryan was listening to it and he was like, um, did you say you're 41? You're 42. And I was like, oh, you're right. So I'm 42. Correction. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about our upbringing differences. How you were brought up, how was I, how I was brought up. Um, I think that will bring some clarity into like what our marriage is like now. So yeah, why don't you start? Okay. Um, so my upbringing, I kind of talked about this a little bit in my um, first episode, but my upbringing was very tumultuous. Um, my dad was an alcoholic. He was a serial cheater. Um, my parents were split up multiple times growing up. They finally divorced when what we were married. So. They'd been married like 20-something years and finally got a divorce. Um, my dad's family side of the family is dysfunctional. My mom's side of the family um, has some dysfunction in marriage down the line and stuff. So um, I never really had a really good um, example of what marriage can be and what marriage is like. And so I just I was winging it when we got married. I was just winging it. So that's kind of my background. What about you? Still probably are we. hundred percent. That's all right. Yeah, so I come from a ministry family, grew up in church my entire life, was very active. Dad was a missionary and yeah, very nuclear family, parents always together, always loving, caring, um, good parents, raised us well. Uh, my my two siblings, my sister and brother are still following Jesus today both active in the church, active in ministry as well. Um, yeah, so, uh, but I think some of the, like the biggest differences with all of that, there also just kind of within my family, there was this, um, where we weren't necessarily allowed to ever talk about disagreements mm -hmm. or frustrations we had or kind of share how we felt about something if it came across in a negative way out of the fear that it might hurt someone right, hurt or it might feelings. hurt someone's feelings yeah. or it was, if you're going to do something or talk about something, you immediately have to think first, like, but what is so-and-so going to possibly think about that? Yeah. 
And so always like lived with a sense of fear might be the wrong word for it, but just with this sense where you really have to be very careful about what you're going to say or what you're going to do, because that could potentially hurt someone's feelings Yes. or someone could possibly disagree with that. So be very careful. So then when (laughs) Allison and I met completely different story. Yeah. My family is very in your face. Um, we almost like to disagree for the sake of disagreeing, just to have disagreements. <laughs> it's like the sky's blue. No, it's not. It's orange. It's blue. No, it's blue. Um, we say it like it is. We're very direct. Um, I remember going to Ryan's house numerous times. Actually, this is one thing I remember, and this may not have anything to do with this, but I just kind of say it like it is. And I don't really, I don't want to say I don't care, but it's just my personality. It's just the way I was brought up. We just, we're just very direct. And so when I ta- told you guys the story about the pies, that's kind of what, it, it, that story Ryan just said about, you know, his family background is that, um, I, you know, I say, Hey, take home your pies. And everyone's like, <gasps> you know, you should have said that nicer. And I'm like, I, I did say it nice. Like, I don't, I was just direct. And so I came into this family like a wrecking ball. I feel like I came in like a wrecking ball. I did, didn't I, a little? Yeah, I don't know if you have to sing it, but yes. (laughs) I always have to sing. Um, I remember one time in particular, apparently Ryan wasn't a lot. Ryan's grandparents didn't like movies because that was a thing back in the day. Like the Christian world was like, oh, you don't go to movie theaters or bowling alleys or skating rinks and stuff. And so we were sitting at the table talking and his grandparents were there. And so I was like, yeah, so Ryan and I went to this movie the other day and everybody's head whipped towards me. It was like, and I'm like, what? Well, come to find out no one ever talked about going to movies around Ryan's parents, Ryan's grandparents. Everyone went to movies, but it was like secret. No one's going to tell. And here I am being like, so we went to a movie. Um, and it was just like, I think the movie we saw was like raggedy Ann and Andy (laughs) or something. (laughs) It was like like G or PG, like nothing bad in the movie. No, it was not a bad movie at all. It was just like, we just went to the movie. So we just, we come from very different backgrounds. I'm very direct. I don't always think before I speak. Ryan has to think for like 20 minutes before he speaks. And that could be very, like even this podcast, like four days, I've been like, hey, let's do our podcast. Let's do our podcast. He's like, right now? I'm like, yes, right now. No, no, I don't want to do it right now. Yeah. And that's just not because I was raised that way, but I think that's more, that's more a part of my personality. Right. That's just like more a part of who I am. So let's talk about personality differences then. Okay. Okay. So do you want to describe yourself or do you want me to describe you? Oh, wow. I would, <laughs> I would love for you to describe me. <laughs> okay. Ryan is very introspective. He's very thoughtful about what he says. Um, he thinks before he speaks, he's very even keel. Um, like on a scale of one to 10, he falls within a four and a six. There's not a lot of movement in emotion or, um, what's another word for emotion that I'm thinking of? I don't know. I can't really think of it, but, um, he's just very even keel. All right. So he's, he's the rock of our family. We all go to him for like, advice on what to do because he's just level-headed and he's wise see i did a good job huh that's really really good. i know oh, i know you. thank yeah. you yeah I like be that. just as nice to me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i could describe you <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> 
No, your personality, like if you're aware of the Enneagram stuff at all, I would be a five on that as well, which does mean I'm more the investigator, the observer. I like to observe things and base decisions on kind of a lot of thought. Um, I like to learn a lot of things. And and then Allison would be the eight on that, which is the challenger, mm-hmm. which means that she's a little bit more... Um, gregarious also outgoing likes to take charge but then says she doesn't want to be in charge (laughs) because she says she doesn't like all the burden falling on her and then other people will begin to like make plans and do stuff but she doesn't like those plans so she just she just eventually takes charge and does it yeah it's probably a little bit of a controlling thing maybe i mean well um, you said that not me i I was not gonna say that you're controlling at all i'm not I'm not no, controlling you, in a you, lot of things. You said that you are, so. Well, in some things, but not all things. Okay. I, I think, I, I, yeah, I don't think I'm controlling in all things and just yeah. a few things. I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a controlling person. Okay. Would you? Oh, no way. Of course okay. not. Okay. This is about honesty on this podcast. Yeah. Are you being honest or are you being facetious? No, I'm being honest. Okay. You okay. are controlling on some things <laughs> and some things not. Okay. I, I'm agreeing with you. Yes. Yeah. Ryan's also an introvert, so he will disappear for hours. And everyone's like, where's dad? I'm like, I don't know. He disappeared. Like, that just happened. Everyone's in the kitchen, and Ryan's like, where's dad? I'm like, I don't know. He disappeared or whatever. And I hear from the front room, I didn't disappear. I'm sitting in the, the front room, probably in the dark. Just like, I don't know what you're doing. Just like sitting in the front room on your computer. Oh. I think you are looking at vacations for us. Yeah. I love how if I ever want to know how I talk, then you're going to like impersonate me. Hey, I'm not out there. I'm here in the front room. That's where... Like, I've never talked like that in my entire life, but apparently that's how I sound. <laughs> that's how all I men sound when we know, do it. Yes, yes. So, so yeah. I am, we're just very, very, very different. I'm an extrovert, even though I feel like I'm not as much. I feel like. Yeah, it's weird that you tell me I go and hide when you sit in the room in the complete dark. Yes, I do. And shut the door and no one knows <laughs> where you are. And then you come out after being in there for two hours. Where's dad? How come he's not here? Where is he? True. I'm, I'm just in the front room. Like, <laughs> there is no door. It's not dark. It's open. Everybody hey, else knows where I am. Sometimes it's overstimulation, and I just need to like recenter myself. So yeah, that's I, great. I totally get that. I know you I do. do. The same thing. Uh, you do. I need to give you a little more grace for doing that. So, um, okay. So now that we've kind of touched on our upbringings, our upbringings are different. Our personalities are different. We're different on the Enneagram. Going back to Ryan being like a four or five or six, like on the scale of one to 10, I'm like a, either a one or a 10, right? Yes. Yeah. I the have, highs are very, very high and sometimes the lows can be very, very low. low. Yes. I think mm-hmm. I stay more in the high. I'm high most of the time. Well, <laughs> not, yeah. Not like that high. I know what you mean. I hope other people know what you mean. I don't mean like under, I don't mean like under the influence of anything. I no. just mean... I'm at the high end most of of the time. Yes. Um. Yeah. So that's kind of where I where I live. While Ryan lives in the land of the five. Well, just you're, really you're a very feel. very passionate person. Mm-hmm. So you like feel very very, um, like you just feel a lot. Yeah. And and because of that, you you love very very deeply. Love very very hard. Mm. And. So I'm pretty loyal too. Mm-hmm, I feel loyal. I'm loyal yeah. to people until yeah. you mess with me. And then I'm like, you're done. Um, which is another like 10 or one thing. So, okay. Positives of marrying someone opposite of you. 
Mm-hmm. What are the positives of marrying someone the opposite of you? Well, I think one, not, not just from a personality side, but just from an upbringing side, it helps appreciate uh, the differences of someone that grew up in a completely different way from me mm-hmm. and how there's a lot of redeeming things. Like I know there, there's been a lot of difficult things happen in your life and in your childhood and in your upbringing and to see a lot of the redeeming things that have come out of that. Mm. Like and, what? Um, you know, like, like you touched on things with your dad and, but how you don't let those things define you. Like, mm-hmm. that's not who you are. Like it is a part of who you are. Cause that's your dad, of course. Yeah. But there's ways to kind of dig deep down into the, those things. And I know there's, there's good things about your dad that you really appreciate too. And that, yeah. and that, and, 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 and that you really love. Um, but there's ways to like see the negative sides of that and determine that's not who I'm going to be. And I want to like change that about my story. I want to change that about my kids that just because that was my dad, that doesn't have to be me and that doesn't have to be my kids. Right. And that you're determined to make sure that you kind of break the power of your past as far as that Ooh, goes. That sounds like a book title. Break the power of your past. Is it a book title? I don't know. Probably. We've claimed that. We've trademarked it. So if you're listening to this, don't try to write that book. We're going to write it. Okay. So. Breaking the power of your past, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. So I think like those things and understanding too that that even though my family, we didn't communicate our feelings or our disagreements or how we felt about certain things out of fear that it might hurt someone's feelings, to, to see how you and your family are able to share the things that maybe you don't appreciate or the things that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And how you still love each other, and right. you're still okay, and you're still fine, yeah. and that you don't hold yourself responsible for other people's feelings. Yeah, I mean, we don't try to hurt people's feelings, but no. But uh, I feel like at times when I grew up, we did hold ourselves responsible for how somebody else would respond to something. Yeah. Oh, because they reacted in a negative way. That's my fault. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have shared that. Mm. But you guys will share things, not like hurtful or not meaning to be hurtful yeah but share things to just kind of bring some stuff up and talk about it and and there's a lot of healthy things to that yeah and I think that is something that has challenged me since we've been married is that your family doesn't talk about things and instead (laughs) I don't know if any of your family's gonna listen to this I feel at times you're there's a balance so like I with my family people's feelings can get hurt like, I remember I said something once on an Instagram live or something and it hurt my mom's feelings. It was about hair or something. And it caused like this big uproar. And it was like, well, I wasn't meaning to do that. And, you know, we, we ended up making it right and stuff. Um, but I feel like with your family, because they don't talk about things, um, I don't want to say there's resentment. I don't think there's resentment. But I think instead of talking about it to the person, sometimes it's talked about it to other people. And I don't know. We'll see if your family listens to this. Instead of like just going to that person and being like, hey, this is not okay or this is frustrating. Sometimes you guys are too roundabout about it and you don't directly go to that person and then behaviors just continue. And so I've had to learn to like, that's not my place to say anything or try not to say anything. Um, and that balance of with my family and my growing up of um, being so direct with your family. I'm direct, but I'm not as direct as I probably would be if it was my own family. So how we got onto that, I don't know. But Yeah, and, it's weird. and even talking about this like causes a little bit of 
anxiety, like wondering, is my family right. going to hear this? What are they going to think? How are they going to feel? And it, it's, it's nothing. Right. Like, right. like I've said, my family's great. Yeah, like, they are. I, I love my family. I respect my family, honor my family. My upbringing was totally positive and great. Like this is just kind of the one thing that I think they would all agree to. We could probably do a better job with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So positives of marrying you. Is that what we're talking about? Appreciation for who you are. Yeah. You, because you are, you're just a steady force in our home. Like you're just, which I don't know. Does that put a lot of pressure on you at times to feel like you have to be that all the time? I think if you, is this marriage counseling right now in our closet? <laughs> I, I think some of that is definitely just me and how I'm wired. Mm. Some of it is also knowing that that's just how I have to be. Mm. So you feel that pressure sometimes to be that? Um, Not pressure, more of like, a, it's more of a responsibility. Okay, as the man of the Where I think like men, dads, husbands should carry a little bit of the weight and the responsibility. Like you do have to be more steady. Mm. You do have to kind of lead. You do have to kind of right. show your, your kids and your spouse and kind of give your spouse a sense of like peace and security and safety that if I. The women's livers overly... are going crazy now. You know that, right? The feminists well, <laughs> listening. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I know. I'm learning to like just share things and not worry about what other people feel. Absolutely. About Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Ryan, I mean, he, because he's just very steady, he's very wise. Um, you know, if there's a situation going on, I always ask him like, Hey, what do you think about this? I, I let him listen to all of my podcasts before they go out. Cause I'm like, Hey, listen to this. Cause I want to know his opinion because sometimes I'm overly blunt or overly, I don't know, lots of different things. And he kind of reins it in a little bit, or he'll tell me like the truth of like, Hey, don't say that. Or. I wouldn't, I would do this differently and, and that type of thing. Um, he's very um, kind and respectful. He loves our kids. Um, I mean, I love our kids too. I didn't mm-hmm. want to say that was a difference between us, but I think you're just like the steady force in our family that um, keeps us all grounded. Yeah. And, and I think I'd say to that too is like, I think early on in our marriage, I probably tried to rein you in a little too much. Oh, you do? When? And just not like allow you to be who you are. Mm. And because I think at first I was, I was maybe a little bit, um, maybe uncomfortable is the right word. Maybe <laughs> just like shocked and surprised. After we got like, married, you were shocked and surprised at my personality and how I handle things. Um, it it, it was just different. It was just like not not what I've experienced before, and I thought, oh my gosh! So so there what was almost like so there was almost like a sense of control that I felt that okay, I I have to now control you. I I, I have to rein you in because this is making me feel a little bit uncomfortable because this is different. So, can you give an example? Because I don't remember that time of our marriage. This is all I'm like floored right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like specific examples, but just like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't do that. Why did you say that? Oh, great. Now what are people, I can't believe you did that. Like when I assaulted the kid in the um, movie uh, well, theater? No, you needed to be reined back during that <laughs> Should time, we tell them sure. that story? No, that, okay. was, uh, that was something you needed to be reined back with. <laughs> they're, now um, they're going to want to know the story. You assaulted All right, go kid. ahead. Hurry up and say it. Okay, I'll say it really fast. So we were at the movie theaters, and um, we were watching Mr. Deeds. So that ages us tremendously. And that's, this is when 
pointers, like laser pointers were really popular. And there was a kid that was like putting it on the movie, like at the beginning and then the middle and then the end. Well, I found out who it was and I like pushed my way to find him and I grabbed him by the shirt collar and I pulled him back and I said, hey, little punk, you might want to leave that at home next time. And I looked at Ryan, I'm like, let's go really fast before his mom catches up to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was like our first year of marriage. It too. was our and first was year like, of marriage. Oh, oh my gosh. Holy what crap. Did I... Okay, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> for better for I haven't done that since. Go. I've learned my lesson. It would that would not yes. happen in today's age. I would have been arrested. So, yeah. Um, so that that would be an example where you needed to be reined in, <laughs> but I think other times because you are a very like passionate, opinionated person, mm-hmm. that there'd be times that you would share an opinion or something that you're passionate about with me. And my immediate response would be, well, you shouldn't think like that. That's not true. You just need to let that go. Like, that's probably not what they were thinking, blah, blah, blah. Instead of being able to just be like, yeah, if you're going to share this with somebody, it needs to be me. Mm. And then just kind of like allow you to just say it and share that and get that off of your chest. Without judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that. I feel like I can, I feel like I can be myself now, especially after 20 some years of marriage. What'd you say? 22 almost. Um, I feel like. We have a really nice balance in our home. Um, I've never felt there's been unbalanced, but, you know, the first few years of marriage, you're just figuring things out, and then you throw kids in the mix. And so I think we've hit this really nice stride, knock on wood, that, you know, nothing crazy happens. But um, I think we've hit a really nice stride. So appreciating you for your differences and you appreciating me for my differences. Yeah. I think it makes us better people when you marry. So I, I feel like I don't, I've never talked to somebody who's married, like married to somebody who's like them. I don't know what that would be like. I need to interview some people like that. Well, we're, we are like each other in what matters in like what matters right. in True. like what Good we're point. passionate about and how we want to raise our kids, the importance of, of Jesus in our lives and, mm-hmm. and church and how, how God is the center of what we do. Like we're, we're definitely aligned, aligned. in that. Our personalities are different, sure, and how we were brought up is different, absolutely, but I think that's why it works, that even when there's differences with that, when, when God is at the center of your lives, mm. that's that's the most important thing, and even yeah. though like our personalities are are different, I do appreciate, because you're more outgoing and more gregarious, it causes me to have to be that way as well. I pull you out of your shell a little. Yeah, it's just good because while we are wired a certain way, there there's times that it's good to also experience things of maybe how you're not wired. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up that like we agree on the essentials. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're dating somebody or whatever, um, it's really important to marry somebody where the essential things are important. Like you can be different, but how you want to raise your kids. Are they a believer? Are they a Christian? If that's important to you, um, you know, we're going to say the equally yoked thing. That's so important. I think, um, a lot of marriages struggle because they're not equally yoked. And, um, if you know what that means, look it up, but <laughs> I can explain it now. Um, but yeah, we, we agree on the essential and that's important. Yeah. And even like small nuances with how we raise our kids are probably mm. different in some ways. But the most important things are not where our kids are going to go to school, is not what kind of career they're going to have, not how much money that they're going to make. Like right. those, those things aren't bad, but the most important thing is like, did we do our job to ensure that our kids um, are passionate followers of Jesus when they grow up? Yeah. That is the most important thing, no matter what. 
Agreed. I mean, if our kid goes on, makes a million dollars a year, dream job, but not following Jesus, then then we have failed. failed. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say we failed because there's some parents whose kids out there, you know, aren't following Jesus. I don't want them to think that they failed as parents. Um, so maybe I re- redact that a little bit. I don't want there to be judgment and shame on anybody who feels that way. So um, I think the goal is to raise them up. I mean, they can make the decision when they're 18 or whatever, but, you know. Or for and- us to say that, like, our kid is uh, our kid is a success because of us even if they're not f- following Jesus i i think that's i think that's the wrong approach like mm. sure your your kids have to make that choice themselves and have to do that so of course there's no judgment there but yeah i think there's okay you know. i just don't want to again offend anybody who you know um who might be living in that that space right now so Okay, so we've kind of talked about how I make you better, how you make me better, right? Mm-hmm. Are we there on the list of what we're talking about? Awesome. Sure. Uh, what, what's, what was, what's one thing you would change about each other? What's one thing you would change about me? Really think hard about this. Why don't you go first? Because <laughs> I know you think about this a lot. I don't, actually. One serious and one silly, okay? Let's do that. Like, one serious thing, one, like, silly thing. The silly thing would be that I can't hear you chew when you eat. That drives me up the freaking wall. Like, literally, it's, it makes my skin crawl, okay? Mm-hmm. When I can hear anybody chew or drink and gulp. Oh, I hate it. One serious thing? Oh, I just, I don't know. Why did I write this down in the notes? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm trying to think mm. if there's a serious thing. I think maybe sometimes I wish you were, like, more passionate like sometimes met my passion for things. You know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes I carry the passion banner everywhere we go and all of that. And maybe you aren't passionate about, I mean, you are passionate about certain things, but <coughs> things that like I'm passionate about that you would be as passionate about. Like it. what? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can't, you're putting me on the spot. I can't think of anything like off the top you're of the my head. You're the one that wanted to do this podcast. And you're the one that put the question down. So put yourself on the spot. <laughs> My podcast and I wrote the notes. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, yeah, maybe just sometimes have a little more passion. Sometimes I think you're a little laissez-faire, and I use that word, and you always are like, "What the heck does that even mean?" Um, oh, I know what it means, but I think you're just using it incorrectly. No, I would look it up right now, but we're recording on my phone. Okay, laissez-faire means a little like nah, whatever, yeah. maybe, maybe. I feel like you don't know me as well as you think you do. Oh my gosh, whatever. I do. I know you extremely well. Yeah. I know you better than you know yourself. Ooh. <laughs> All right. What would you change about me? Be honest. I, I can take yeah. it. Well, one's kind of silly but serious at the same time is um, that you would stop twirling your hair so much. Mm, I knew that was coming. Like how you feel about when I chew my food, which is the natural thing that everybody needs to do basically to live and to eat. <laughs> That's just very normal that every human does. The way that you feel about how it irritates you so much. Uh, the Like when you always twirl your hair because I'm a more visual person and you're more sensitive to sounds probably like that's like pr- probably multiply your irritation no. with me chewing by like a million. No. First and of all, when I, I you, before you married me, you knew I twirled my hair and you no, thought it was cute. I, I didn't know you twirled your hair where your hair is almost going to fall out because you twirl it so first much. First of all, my hair has never fallen out because I twirl it okay. and it's a sensory thing. Okay. So I have to do it. Well, chewing is a survival thing, so I really have to do it. Okay, you're right. 
<laughs> That's not going to change, though. I've, I've twirled my hair since I was two years old. It is a sensory thing. It's I've just chewed so... since I've had teeth. <laughs> so we've done this the same amount of time then. Okay. All right. Yeah, Maybe. Whatever. All right. Um, what's one thing you love about me? And then we'll end with with this. Mm-hmm. Did you, wait, did you say that? No, you didn't say the serious thing you change about me. Oh, I think the serious thing I, I change is... Um, that I don't snore at night? No, that's a silly thing. No, is... Like, you, you are a very confident person. Um, but sometimes you're a self-deprecating person to a fault, like, a, around our house. What does that and mean? Like, around our kids. Where you'll, like, walk out in something and you're like, oh, I hate the way I look. I look disgusting. I'm going to oh, go put something I'm else on. I'm working on that. I'm working on it. Like, I I'm don't... I'm working on it. Like, that's... That would be something that... Because you look fantastic. Mm. You're you're beautiful. Like, rock it. Thanks, And babe. don't say negative things about you. Hey. About yourself. Just I know. it's it, That it. is... That is it's something I'm working on. It's... It's something I'm definitely trying to change in my life. That is something I do know about myself, especially around the kids. I don't like the negative self-talk. And so um, I actually did a podcast today about that. So mm-hmm. it is something. So, yes, thank you for pointing that out. I will try to do a better job of that. Um, what's one thing you absolutely love about me? And then I'll say what I absolutely love about you. <laughs> I love your sexy beard. Oh, I, I love yours too. <laughs> <laughs> inhaler after this i can't breathe oh okay. my gosh i love how you love our kids mm-hmm. i do i love how you love our, our children and our children respect you and love you and you always make time for them and you put your wants i will say this about you this is what i love about you you put what you want aside for what our family needs and the fam the family wants and our kids need and what i would need and what you always come second. So when when it says, you know, Christ or husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and Christ sacrificed himself for the for the church and the body of Christ, you emulate that in like more than anything else. So um, I absolutely love that about you. Thanks, babe. That's You're welcome. Sweet. Love that. Are we going to make out after this? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd say what I love about you um, is you are a very, very passionate person that what you say you're going to do and when you say you're going to not do something, you're not going to do it. <laughs> right. And when when you say like you wish that I would match your passion, I'm not sure that's possible. Mm. And, and and maybe I do, but, but like in different ways because the way that you manifest or reflect your passion is is probably different and more extreme than than most right because like when you say hey i'm gonna do a podcast you're gonna do a podcast Mm -hmm. when you say you're gonna go into real estate you're going you're gonna do it and Mm -hmm. you're just gonna make it happen and go full force and when you say you're gonna stop doing something and quit something you're just gonna quit it and (laughs) stop it and move on and and do something different and and make it happen no matter what and like I, I admire that about you and love that about you. And in some ways, yeah, I, I wish I was more passionate that way as well. Mm-hmm. That when I say like, here's what I'm going to do, that I'm just going to do it and not let anything stop me. Wow. That was so good, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, we're making out already. <laughs> no, I kissed you on the cheek, you perv. Jeez. Okay. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for being on my podcast today. 35 minutes. You're That's welcome. good. We didn't go too long. We short and sweet and to the point. So mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Um, if you want to follow Ryan on social media. Oh, don't follow me on social <laughs> media. That's going to be the most boring follow you ever have in your entire life. Okay. <laughs> don't. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, it's basically pictures that Allison tags me in, and that's it. <laughs> or posts that she tags me in. It's true. And like I'll log in to Facebook after like a week and have all these notifications. Like I didn't even post anything. Oh, they're commenting on something that Allison tagged me on. Okay. Okay, never mind. Don't follow Ryan on social media. But if you want to, it's Ryan P, as in Paul Moore, on Instagram. Or you can follow follow him on Facebook, friend him on Facebook. Um, yeah, so that's it. Thanks, babe, for joining me today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye, friends. All right, there you have it. Opposites attract. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Um, that's just how this, this is how life is in our house every day. You guys, um, lots of laughter, lots of fun. Sometimes we butt heads, but we always make it work. So I appreciate you guys listening today. Um, again, if you want to follow Ryan on social media, you can at Ryan P as in Paul Moore. Um, you can also follow me at the unlikely pastor wife on Instagram, Also, I'd love for you to take a moment and leave a review of the show and subscribe. This is a bi-weekly podcast, potentially a weekly podcast, but regardless, subscribing will help you not miss anything that we do here. So thanks again, friends. See you next time.